a little. Welcome, everybody. It's another edition of the Sports Hole. I'm your host, Luke. With me, as always, XFL Jim. Woo! Rock and roll, Maddie Goldberg. Say hi, Maddie. Rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, just yell out your nickname. <laughs> I got the uh, I got the hair for headbanging now. You did. You were uh, you're jamming. Yeah, looking hot. Looking very hot, good, Jim. Son. Fresh out the shower with the wet hair headbanging. Nice. It just feels good. Yeah, it does. I miss my long hair. You got you got like a hockey player like today, like from the nineties, with the tank top and the yeah. You yeah. look like you're a goon. Like you, you know, like you show up to the rank in a tank top. You're gonna play four minutes, not maybe not even four minutes, but you'll have twenty minutes in the box. That's when you know you're a G. Jim would love like, twenty minutes in the box. You play like your career is ah, like a hundred minutes of ice time. By I'd live in the box, Luke. I would live in the box. Yep. Sammy Lynn Sitches. Yes, sir. Still Ooh, talking Tammy about Lynn. Tammy. Oh, I, I, so I've been, I've been the, the girl who's OnlyFans I did subscribe to, she's pretty nice. So what you know, you mean you she's nice. Like, like she mess, she messages fans. Oh, really? What did she yeah. tell you? She just said, Oh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. And then she just sent like an underwear shot. And then she's yeah. like, Oh, here's some more. Thanks she's for subscribing. Got you in. Did you? Uh, She's did got you me go in for to... a month. I unsub, so like you, my subscription, my, my subscription ends at like July seventh or something like I mean, that. Get, I love when get they the do most out of that. And guys are like, like, what's your like favorite food? And she's like, well, I love making like plantains and chicken. And like, what's your favorite band? Well, I like you know. And you're just like, who gives a fuck, Maddie? I already have my questions for any Q and A. I already go to. So what? Yeah. What are your questions? Favorite XFL team? Yeah. <laughs> Number one. That'll throw her off. And that's it. So yeah, I, <laughs> I think I I think I told you about me and my buddy Kevin, who passed away. What we used to do, there was a website called Chatterbait. Yeah. You ever hear of Chatterbait? There, there's still a website called Chatterbait. Yeah. So what we would do, well, his name, well, our name, because we shared a name, was Romeo Blues. That's a good one. Took. That's a good name. Yeah. So basically what we do is, we would get thrown out every night and just harass the people with, we'd say the craziest shit ever. And uh, we just had so much fun with it. We, one time there was like this dude sitting in a hot tub, like listening to rap, wearing a baseball cap, like kind of like a homeboy dude. Wait, I thought Chatterbait was exclusively for like masturbating. Well, no, there's like live sex. So we're waiting for it. What they do is they wait for the sex to happen. So the guy's just sitting there and my buddy wrote, you know you farted in that hat, homie. <laughs> and he, we would just write the weirdest shit. He would send. He goes, "Can I send you my jizz in the mail?" That was one of his favorite oh, things. Then I would, I would write. I go, I go to the girl. I go, I smoked meth in Walmart today, and I shat myself. And she would just be like, "What?" And, and these like, are people I, like waiting for requests of sexual positions and yeah, stuff. And I'd yeah, like, and I'd be like, "I, I, I uh, wipe my ass with a bicycle seat, though, so it's all okay." And they, and then we just they throw them off, and we would have so much fun, and we would always get thrown out. We get suspended for a few weeks, and then we get back. Oh man, like 
did Kevin, anybody like you guys? Like anybody like just go with it? No, or? but a funny time. One time I was on like uh, I think X videos or something, and you can sell like your live streams to those sites. So sometimes they have the site the the, mm-hmm. the stream. So one of the people that we got, the girl's like, "Can I send you my jizz in the mail?" She's like, "What the fuck?" And so I sent it to my buddy, and he didn't realize it. He's like. Somebody stole what we did. I'm like, no, that was you, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> so we had, oh man, we had the, it was the best times. That's funny. My yeah. favorite thing to do along those lines, Maddie, is you go yeah. on like TikTok lives now. Yeah. Where it's just like the douchiest people on the planet. So you go to any dude's TikTok live and be like, man, you're really, uh, you're really confident for a short guy. I like seeing that. Oh, it's great to throw him <laughs> up. Fart, listen, farting is the way to throw him off. If you say to a guy in a hat, you know you you farted in that hat, homie. It's just like it throws him the fuck off. And then everybody's mad at you because they're like to the girl, they're like, yo, let me see your asshole. Like, let me see this. And, yeah. and they're like, and then and they're getting mad at you because you're just saying dumb shit and just throwing the whole thing off. And we would just go from room to room and get thrown out of every one. It was like the greatest thing. I miss you, Kevin. <laughs> um, he invented it, by the way. I came along for the ride. <laughs> I do find it funny when these like people that are models and stuff that like are known just for looking hot, like do Q and A's and and yeah. offer all this information that's like no one well now, about. Now, like yeah. yeah, they're always like, I enjoy like you know a good like blah 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 or whatever and you're just like are in there are there like fake sports fans or like my packers my packers this week i'm like you watch one quarter of the game come on yeah it's 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 ridiculous i think it's like it's really sad when these guys are honestly asking them questions like what what kind of music do you listen to what what's your yeah. favorite food and it's like I dude you're, now you're just like trying to endow them with all these like features well, what they're to, doing well is no they it's like it's, it's like simp culture well it's, yeah. it's the same as any parasocial relationship people do it yeah. for like just regular streamers or like content creators they love they just they want to feel like as connected to the person as possible it's weird and, very and weird and then when you still. realize though my buddy was into some of these girl comedians and they sell like socks and stuff so what they do is they have a promo code. It's like, buy these socks. Here's my promo code, my name. And he's always like, with screenshot that she would like, like his comment. And I'm like, yeah, they got to keep you on the line, dummy. Like they got to act like, you know, they're into you or they're like, they care about you because they're selling products. Wait, they are you know talking about Jason fucking guys. Yes. These <laughs> dumb guys get sucked in and they're like, you know, they're just pay piggies. And you can't be mean to them. So if you're nice, then they're gonna buy your stupid socks. Oh, it's brutal, man. Women, women will use their their charms to get anything they fucking can. Have you been following this Matt Reif thing before we get into sports? No, what's that? Matt what Reif is a comedian who is selling tickets. Oh, he's performing in Nebraska. Yeah, it's better than Ween. He's he's selling tickets hotter than Taylor Swift. But he's like, he looks like a gorgeous boy band on a scale of one to 10. His comedy is maybe a three, but he is selling tickets like fucking hotcakes. And the internet is like, there's a lot of like, you know, backlash towards him. And then there's a lot of like, hey man, like stop being jealous. But he is 
He's bad. He's not good. I'll be honest. Can I, can oh, I be honest? He's a dreamboat. Oh can I be honest God. with you, Maddie? I hadn't heard about him until literally last week when people were like, right? at, people at my job were like, oh, yeah, we got these Matt Rife tickets because he's, uh, he's performing in like either Omaha or Lincoln or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll go and get your dick wet. I'm not going to go. Maybe he'll send you a panty picture. Oh, will he send me a, a picture of him in panties? That would be awesome. Maybe. But it, the thing is, like, if you're a dude and you bring your girlfriend, to see Matt Rife and she really wants to go, it's got to be brutal because it's like, you know, like she would leave you for, she would leave you for him in like a second. So who is this guy? He's a comedian that just like hit it on TikTok and just girls are in love with him. Like, the oh, I can see why. Like he's yeah. sexy as shit. Right, look yeah, at the whole crowd eyes, is like 90% women. Lips. My God. That one was really funny when he did. Oh, guys. <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't know. It's, it looks like a picture with him and Chris D'Elia. Yeah, probably. Oh. I mean, I he's the no next way. D'Elia. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's Chris oh, okay. but it, lo- it looks but very he, much he like is Chris He's breaking the internet bigger than. Chris it's funny. Like, well, it's funny because he. It, it's. I typed in hardly any letters, and his name yeah. popped right up. I'm shocked you haven't uh, heard. It's funny from too. He yet. looks like Cillian Murphy so much yeah. that Cillian Murphy is also is, like. I did. Yeah, I did a little research. Not that I'm a Piazza, but like, you know, I kind of got like it went into a Matt Reif wormhole because I'm kind of like intrigued by his popularity. Sure. And in one of his specials, he has a black dude who's like a radio DJ or maybe a rapper. And he's like trying to give Matt Reif street clout. And he keeps dropping the N word like, yo, Matt Reif is this. He's my you know what? And this. And I'm just like, this is so awful. This is so cringe. Oh. Like, why would you put that out? Like, you think you're going to get, like, street cred because you got a black guy to call you the N-word? And that validates you? That's so freaking weird. <laughs> this is... Uh... So his, his tour is the problematic tour. Yeah. He uh, my does, guess he... is there's nothing problematic about it. Well, him. he does, he toes the line. So he does, <sighs> like, these jokes, like, 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 transgender, let's talk about it. And then he does this whole thing, like, you guys can take a joke. These are jokes, people. And I'm like, he doesn't really have any jokes. Like, like David Tell has jokes and he doesn't. I sound like a real bitter piece of shit, by the way. Well, you are, so <laughs> yeah. it's okay. But he is blowing up. Like, I mean, I'm shocked, Luke. You haven't been jacking it to him for the last few months. I mean, everybody's you been know. talking. You don't know. He, he would be perfect on The Bachelor, by the way. I've literally never heard of the guy. It just goes to show you how big the fucking internet is. Well, he's blowing up now. now I love that. Like the, he's covered in the Wichita Eagle. Who is well, Matt Reif? He... This TikTok comedian just sold out two tour stops in Wichita. The funny okay. It's thing funny. Is... He's going to like these weird little college yeah. towns or something. You when know, he's like selling tickets like hotcakes. And he, every on his uh, Instagram, like he went to the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers uh, practices, and he's yeah. like hanging with them. He threw out the first pitch in Philly. So it's like he's like connect. He's like blowing up for real. Like he's really connected in the world. Like my buddy is a Pirates fan or a Steelers fan. He's like, okay, Steelers are gonna go zero and seventeen. And he posted a picture with him and Mike Tomlin, which I thought was pretty funny. But uh, he's he's the new dreamboat, boys. Mm. He's Maddie, like, I'm just- sorry, your time's up. I guess. Yeah, you are I no mean, longer. I, I, you know, went from Dane Cook to Delia, the beautiful boy, I thought, of, the beautiful boy of comedy, Maddie. Goldberg. I thought I was next on that train, and uh, 
Matt Reif got me, beat me to it. And, uh, you know, it's another thing too, what he's trying to do is he's trying to always act like he's, he, I can tell he <laughs> hates that he's good looking because he wants to be like a real comedian and, and he understands nobody's going to take him seriously. But it's like, you're doing lame shit, dude. So one of one of the uh, club owners where he's performing at had this to say about him because he's like, how is he? How are these? How is Blue Room comedy dealing with uh, with the Matt Reif phenomenon? This guy said it's a cultural phenomenon. This kid is the face and voice of comedy right now. Oh, boy, we're we're in a lot of trouble. Never heard of it. But then he goes like he he has cracked the code and figured out how to get popular. Like yeah, look, like a million up. bucks. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't crack the code. He's just a gorgeous man. And, and well, there's a lot of like, it's weird because, you know, there's a lot of good looking dudes in comedy these days. And so you still do have to ha- do something to. He got big on TikTok. Out. That's all it takes. Yeah. Once you get big on TikTok, you get so the follow. Yeah, his, his jokes are not that good. Like if I if I did a show in a bar, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's. He's he's working his way up. He's solid, whatever. But as far as you know, the, a cultural phenomenon, like I I sure hope not. And I and I and I do think like, look, there's always going to be people that are genetically gifted, like myself and XFL Jim, that like mm-hmm. we're going to move up because of how good looking we are. And you know that's kind of his thing. But he's not like. I wouldn't put him in the same category as David Tell. I wouldn't even put him in the same category as Dane Cook. Should we I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching his his world tour. Prune, oh, he's got a picture right with now. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, another hot guy that soared to fame. Mm-hmm. This wow. sounds like the he, jealous. He's got a hour. million tour dates too. Like 2024 is like all booked up already. Yeah. He, from January to like to the end of the year. I mean, I think nuts. he really loves comedy. Like he's not like doing it i think he truly loves comedy and he was doing it when he was like 15 or 14 it's just like yeah your popularity is because you're a gorgeous man or you're what women want so i'm a jealous little bitch that's okay maddie he he's he's no joker though that's for sure Jokic. yes that's right we do we, we do have some some news from yeah. the NBA, the association. Um, it's over. <laughs> you know, I thought the back end of the series, I thought both teams played very tired. The games were very sloppy. Yeah. Uh, I felt like both teams were just running on fumes. So I'm like, okay, if Tyler Hero's got fresh legs, and I'm all about, like, when I watch soccer, I'm always for, you know, they, they put the striker in, like, 60 minutes in the game. Because he's got super fast, fresh legs. And he can just like, you know, that's when you kind of put him in when everybody's tired. Yeah. Like, why not throw him in there? You're in the game. Sure. I I don't know. They, I don't know what kind of difference it was, it was going to make ultimately though, either. So. Well, you, you, ha- you got to try. I mean, you know, you're down three to one and you, you, it doesn't hurt to throw him in the third or fourth quarter. When everybody's exhausted, I mean, the game was sloppy as hell. Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel? Do you think uh, the Nuggets are going to like be a perennial contender now? Yeah, I think they're yeah. going to. I think know, they I'm could be. Gonna, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to know if they're going to be a dynasty. I mean, they'll be in it for the next five, six years. They're bringing all their guys back. They're loaded. 
You know, when like Porter's like a fourth guy, that's pretty impressive for a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jokic is the, you know, he's awesome. If Murray stays healthy, that's the one thing. This is the first time Murray's kind of been healthy the whole playoffs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're going to be in it. And, uh, you know, Jokic is a, he's just a, a fucking champ. He's a, he's a one of a kind phenomenon. And it was fun to watch. Uh, they did get tired at the end. They kind of, you know, kind of cruised to the end, but they, they played awesome. I mean, they killed the Lakers. They beat the Suns up pretty bad with fucking Kevin Durant. Uh, and the Heat have nothing to be ashamed of. They, I, it was one of the greatest runs I've ever seen, in my opinion. Like they have, they even seem like they weren't, they weren't that upset because they knew they overachieved and they, they knew they left everything out there. Like exactly. they, they let, they, they left everything out of the tank. Yeah. Well, they how got, good are these? Are they? Are they? Have these play-ins been? Like they've been great, and I don't know yeah. why the NHL has to do it next year, because there's teams that are like 15 over that uh-huh. don't make the playoffs in the NHL, and they deserve at least a couple games. Sure, and you get some people that get healthy and get better by the end of the season that maybe yeah. make a good run and would be much more exciting than you know, some of your um, later seeds, uh, some of your lower ranked seeds. I mean, the NBA was smart to do that. Uh, and I would imagine the NHL will probably do it within the next few years. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler is just a hell of a player. It was awesome watching him play. I don't think he had anything left, but he had one of the greatest runs I've ever seen in the playoffs. Just like, you know, like he even said, like we had so many undrafted players that took us this far. It, it's an incredible sure. job what they did. And uh, he was like, he wasn't even having a great game, but then come the fourth quarter, he was just going nuts. He's, and- he's one of those guys that just like, he's just a money guy. He makes everybody better. He's got a great will to win. He seems like a good dude. And uh, if they get a, you know, they get one or two more players, you know, they'll, they'll pass the Celtics. Kyrie to the heat. No, it'll go all downhill. <laughs> That's the missing element, Kyrie. I mean, you know, what? Russell Westbrook, and I know he always fucks up with James Harden. Like James Harden, throw James Harden there. Oh, he would actually be a good pickup thing. Yeah, because they can use an extra score. You get Hero well, back. I don't know. Yeah, but these guys are like he even played good at the end of like the last little bit of the regular season for the Sixers. Yeah. He chose the playoffs, uh, but still. I love the way Duncan Robinson plays, though. Uh, you know, he gets like his eight, ten minutes a game. It's fun to watch scrappers play it. Uh yeah, he great. played his way back into the rotation, too. Yeah. He was, I thought uh, Jamal Murray, though, is is a total underrated great player. And when he's healthy, the Nuggets have a, a chance to be a uh a dynasty. But again, teams will get better. <laughs> Well, and this and was, yeah, like, and, and and Porter Jr. played like shit in the finals too. He did. So and Aaron Gordon was up and down, but Aaron Gordon was kind of the difference though for them. Did you he see was him he, celebrating on the street. No, wow. he just ran on the street with everybody celebrating, and everybody started jumping. It was the first oh, time I ever saw a guy just run on the street and celebrate with everybody. That's fun. I love that kind of shit. We yeah, it was more cool. of it. Um, yes, we do, well, Maddie. You what did you you wanted to have a word about the Jokic brothers? Okay, so here's my thing. I've been watching a lot of Jokic Brothers videos. I am shocked that ABC did not put a fucking camera on it for the whole series. 
These guys are high entertainment. Oh, they're if great. You, if you haven't watched the video with Jack Nicholson, if you haven't watched the video where they're trying to get on the court to fight the other team, I mean, they're high comedy. And I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of know why they didn't put them on. Because right. they're just drunk, like, goons. Yeah, they're fucking rednecks. You know? <laughs> they're Eastern European rednecks. They, they're like the bad guys in, like, every movie in the the, the bad guys had taken what yeah taken uh die hard you know they got the tattoos they're, they, but they're, they're not like, they're not like masterminds though they're no just, no, no, no they're, they're the goons right and they, it, and they do all, the taking it, it's almost like Jokic is like yeah those are my brothers i love them to death but like you know I like that Jokic was, uh, he was upset that the parade wasn't even until Thursday because he wants to go back to Serbia so bad. Yeah, Yeah, he seems like a sweet guy, you know. He seems like just a, he's got a little kid and his brothers. When I was, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to act like I'm a big shot. When I did the shit with Dwayne Wade, his father was there and his brother was there. And like, his father was really young. His father was probably like 50 when I met his father. And, like, you think about it, here's a guy who lived in Chicago, grew up in the inner city, and now he's, like, the king of Miami. And it's, like, we we, we ran into them in a steak restaurant. Like, those guys, like, when you, when, you, when you hit the lottery with family, you become the kings, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, this, and those guys probably grew up in, like, fucking poor-ass Serbia, like, bombs and, like, you know, oh, yeah, eating dude. stale bread, and now they're like fucking living it up in America. God bless them. Well, I mean, it just you know, it it goes to my theory that a lot of uh, you know, a lot of people who do well in sports come from uh, poor yeah, backgrounds. You, gotta, yeah. you know, it gives you, you a, it gives you an outlet. It gives you some sure some goal. You know, but it is um, weird that one guy, you know, one brother had the talent and he made it, and it's sweet that. You know, he let his brothers come out here, have fun, took care of them. They're having a blast. I don't oh, know if yeah. you saw the video where they pick up the coach and, like, throw him up and down. Uh, <laughs> they were, like, taunting Jack Nicholson, which was amazing. Um, oh, and I'm like, why isn't there a fucking camera on? We got to see Sister Jean, that old right. bag. We got to <laughs> see fucking Travis Kelsey's mom make cookies. We don't want to see that. We want to see the Jokic brothers throwing Sister Jean. <laughs> that would be perfect. They probably have sex with her. Those guys are so crazy. You know who they also didn't I show would during the finals? Who's that? Matt Reif. Oh, uh, he's on his M- missed opportunity. Tour, ABC. He's telling everybody, "Lighten up, people. These are jokes, bro." Yeah, give me some Matt Reif. Oh, man, he did a joke about trans where he said something about how, I don't know, I forget what it was. It was just really bad, though. It was like a pun on words. And I was just like, you, you just didn't do that, did you? It was one of those jokes, like a dad joke. Oh, but oh yeah, as a comedian. Eesh. Yeah, I was like, no, he didn't. Oh, my God. He's not even suited to be on an XFL gym live stream. No offense, Jim. <laughs> I agree with you, though. Too much eye candy there. Can't take away from the big guy. Maddie, I'm yeah. sending you something through uh, 
one of our buddies is doing a comedy show and Maddie and I always kind of joked, speaking of Matt Reif, you know, being a, a good looking comedian, we always joke about, uh, about uh, how all the hot women are comedians now yeah. and stuff. And so this, this guy who's having a show, it shows pictures. Oh, no, of... no, you know, I, uh, I, I commented on it. Oh, did you? <laughs> you yeah, did I wrote, I commented show. on all of them. I wrote, uh, I wrote, uh, what time well, is hold on. Let me let me tell everybody what this is. So it's yeah. basically like, you know, headshots of everybody that's going to be performing that night. And the one woman on the show, it's just a picture of her backside in a thong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, this is what I commented. Nice. I wrote, I wrote, what time does Allison go on? That's a great headshot. <laughs> so I comment. Well, I like it to the point I mean, where it's like, I'm not even going to try to pretend like I'm into no. this. Like, I, here's my butt. Actually, they've done flyers where it's it's like one guy and then five girls exactly like that. And right. I think they all really do comedy. And I always comment. I always go, do they need writing partners? I always write funny shit. One time I wrote, what time do these hoes, I mean, comics go on stage? <laughs> it's kind of my chatterbait thing now. Anybody who wants to do chatterbait with me, hit me up. We'll, we'll, we'll get it going again. Maybe one day me and Jim will do it. Chatterbait still like operational? It's got to be. I mean, what sex? Jim, you, I could, you could include that in one of your live streams. Sad thing is, I, I, def I definitely cannot. I haven't I touched cannot. it since my friend died. So it's like it, when my friend died, Chatterbait died for me, too. So but I want to, you know, in honor of him. It's time to dust off the Chatterbait. Yep. Oh, it's still it's still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go in like the sex rooms, me and you, we can like. Uh, We'll share a password and a, and a username, and you'll see the Maddie G in the fucking action. A forty-seven-year-old. There we go. Yeah. What uh, what sex rooms are you guys going into? One time there was these two girls that were kind of heavy set that did like a lesbian show, and me and my friend Kevin always used to say, "Will you guys do an ass to ass fart fight?" <laughs> ass to ass fart. Fight. Ass to ass fart fight. Yeah, and the Sign guy, up. and there was a guy working the camera. He's like, Romeo Blues again is asking for an ass to ass fart fight. What an idiot. <laughs> and then we got, we got banned for like a month. This oh. is this is a killer couple right here. This dude just jacking it while his uh his girlfriend slash wife is just on the iPad. <laughs> oh, it's always weird like that. Sometimes you just see a girl like sitting there like reading a book for like an hour or so. It could be anything, Maddie. And then she'll look at the chat, and that's when you go, like, can I send you my jizz in the mail? And then they're always like, because they're used to the same comments, like, you're right. so hot, yeah. blah, blah, blah. What and you reading? Yeah. Wow, this what podcast. You, what you're reading you should, Like, yeah. Are you, are you upset about the passing of Cormac McCarthy? Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh... Yeah, my friend used to always do the thing where he said he does Batman fan fiction and he was like the jizzler. <laughs> he would tell him that. So yeah, we were, and then he would always tell me to be mean to them. He's like, be fucking mean to them, you fucking pussy. I'm like, no, they're nice. Like, I can't. He's like, you fucking. You can be weird without being mean. I agree. That's why I always said I smoked meth in Walmart and I shat myself. Well, someone who's not a pussy, our old friend Alex Stein. Uh, he brought the WNBA. He, he went after Brittany Griner in an airport, which is funny because it means 
it was like in a terminal. So like he had to buy a ticket and go in there. <laughs> He's such an animal. You know, he hit a home run because it's been on ESPN for days. Well, it was. Well, yeah, because that's the kind of shit. If you can make, you know, a, a WNBA player feel like a victim. God. Yeah. Bro, plaster that all over them. Because I guarantee I was talking to my buddy last night. I guarantee in a week they're all flying uh, private. Well, so, yeah, they're they're flying charter now. Yeah, like, so they're now going to fly private, and you can thank 99 Stein. Well, it's funny, because that headline was sitting on there, like, Griner approached by a provocateur at airport, and it's yeah. just sitting there, and like I'm like, I don't want to read this. This is just some culture war bullshit. And then I do finally click on it, and it says, Alex Stein. <laughs> it's like, right wing. It's kind of funny, though, like, I'm... I feel like Griner sort of did her uh, penance to the country, like by she stands for the national anthem now and yeah. sort of is like a little different. And, and, and Alex was I sort of attacking her, her over lesson. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like she clearly did learn her lesson, like even though uh, this mean, country's far from perfect, it's not. Yeah. You know, when Stuttering John was, was big in the 90s with Howard, you know, I remember he asked Oliver North right after the Iran Contra hearings if he'd ever had a dream he put his penis in a paper shredder because that was like he basically shredded all the evidence right, of Iran right. Contra things and like that was just kind of laughed at it was just yeah. like oh it's they turn this into like terrorism right it's like, like Alex is just an idiot who does what famous person doesn't get approached by knuckleheads it's like I he mean, didn't they, attack her physically or anything no it's so he got attacked right but like look but he, he asked her if he if she boned Putin to get out of yeah, prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. He asked her that. Then he said he goes, he was he did give her a compliment. He said, You kill on the court, the merchant of death kills. <laughs> right. Because that, that's the merchant so of death. He gave her a compliment who, uh, was about traded that. for Brittany Griner. Yeah. I mean, it's the best thing to happen to WNBA. It really is. Because they lean into this and it gives them publicity. And like, look, I had I'll be honest, I had a blast. Like I, at first of the, the women's college tournament, I was not feeling it and it, it got better and better. And I, I watched the final, like, how could you not watch the final four in the chain? They were great. Yeah. It was fantastic. The were saucy. They were great. Caitlin Clark was great. LSU was an all-star team. They were great. Like that was good shit. But let us, let us get into it without like pushing it down our throats. Jim, are you feeling <laughs> I just, college? I, I, I just I don't see it that often. I don't feel like it's pushed down my throat personally. I Jim just don't knows see. when it's pushed down his yeah. throat. Yeah. Well, like this, like you could just be like, oh, an idiot bothered Brittany Griner at the airport. That's it. But they've turned it into this, like Yeah, but I didn't terror. see it. I didn't see any of it. So it it doesn't well, affect. Come on, I told you to you're, watch you're it. No, no, no. I watched I watched it. That's the only reason right. I saw it is because that you sent it to me. Right. I don't just like see this shit. Well, you're working all day, man. Yeah, but yeah, Maddie's at home on, refreshing it, ESPN it, it, every time. Maddie's ESPN. I think Maddie should. I think Maddie should just get on Twitter again. Look, it's I, I know it's sort of like creeps into his life, anyways. God, it made it to it made it to ESPN. So for days, why do you watch covered. ESPN? Because like I got YouTube TV now, which sucks because I don't have Vice. So what happens to Dark Side now is. Somebody will post it on YouTube. You just got to keep going back and back and back. Oh, God. Yeah. But, like, I'll just put it on in the middle of the night if I'm stoned just to watch highlights. 
and they keep showing, they keep talking about it. They do like they did like seven minutes on it on Sports Center. They won't mention his name. They just say an idiotic guy, a right wing guy, a, like asked her stuff. Then they put out a statement. Well, they no said his name in the article. That's why yeah. I laughed at it because it was fucking Alex. So it was like, really it's funny. so weird that like this psychopath actually stayed in my house <laughs> that we've eat, we've eaten Wendy's together. We've, you know, we've had a lot of hearts to hearts. It's very odd because I he does what like, I he does what I tell everyone to do is commit to the bit. He's committed to the bit more than almost anybody <laughs> no, I've ever known. Commit, nobody commits to the bit more than him and I'll another thing a guy said about him which is really his style is when he does it he's laughing and smiling so it's like it throws people off because usually when people do shit they're so angry and he's got right. a big fucking shit-eating grin on his face like he's having the time of his life that's why you just laugh along with him yeah yeah I think I think he can reach or reach across reach around the uh <laughs> I think I think even if you don't agree with his politics, uh, you can still find him very humorous because uh, I mean, he's, he's yeah, it's, I mean, it's just so dumb, you know, like exactly. He, I mean, the whole so thing, funny like, about it, yeah, when he when he did the AOC thing, everybody with the moment, like, he's not stupid. Like, when she was like, there's a guy down there who like said, like, nice ass, and she puts the camera and he knows what she's doing, he's just like, hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the best part. It's me. I'm down here. Oh, it's so good. It's, so it's good. wild, though, that, like, with one cell phone, he's good enough to go viral. Like, you know, how, you know how many people want to go viral with dumb stunts? He's pulled it off a couple times now. He's got the formula. And I'll tell you, he's, like, he's such a hated guy. I've had people... When when he was on our show, I don't and then people that are not even like political were just like I fucking hate that guy. So I mean he's a very, very controversial figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, the, the Knights are up four to one in the Stanley Cup. God, could this they thing win be this over game. with now? I, I just want to say be safe. I think there was a shooting in Denver last night, which is like, I mean, it's just you celebrate something so fucking awesome, and then you have some crazy person ruin it. Like Vegas, it's your first championship. When I was a kid, I always said to my dad, I go, why is there no sports team in Vegas? He's like, you can't because of the gambling. Well, look, they're going to have yeah. their first real championship. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, when, so did they, when did they come into the league and they almost won it their first year? 2018. Yeah. You you think about Canada, they have all these great traditions. Like the Maple Leaf fans are like the most diehard fans and they can't <laughs> even barely win around. And fucking Vegas has been in the cup twice in the last five years and they're about to take it. It's just my favorite uh Canadian hockey stat is also a CFL stat is that yeah. an American team has won the Grey Cup more recently than a Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup. Isn't it yeah. wild? Take that. <laughs> Canada. I'm going to say it's the Baltimore Stallions, right? The Colts. I think they the were the Baltimore Colts. Colts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, the A's finally look like they're getting a stadium yep. in Vegas. Nevada finally Trump. passed a bill to give you know the poor A's owner $380 million. They're going to have to fucking AC that place. Yeah, it's got to be a dome, right? I mean, in the summertime, holy fuck. 
Yeah, even September, at night it's like 110 uh, degrees. Yeah, well, they're not going to play in the middle of summer, but like September, I know here in Palm Springs is very hot. So like 115, sure. probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, nice. it's. Well, hey, man, it's turning into like a real sports city. I think the Raiders are going to go like two and fifteen, but I think they're doing it to get Caleb Williams, which is smart. You might as well since you fucked up. Yeah, my and, boy. Uh, so you think they take this year and then fire the coach? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what his plan is. His plan was to have no quarterback. Yes, I mean, his plan was to. By the way, it's five to one. This one is done. Yeah. Where where are they? Are they in Vegas or where? Are they? Yeah, yeah, they're in Vegas. Okay, so they're winning wild. on home ice. The cheerleaders, I just saw them. They are gorgeous. Also, how about the Stan Kroenke? He's just a winner. He's got he's the just the, a winner. He's got the Stanley Cup. He's got the, the he's got the, Rams. the uh, NBA. He's got the NFL. He's won in almost. I mean, everything yeah. except baseball, which I don't think he owns a baseball team. And you know what city hates him is St. Louis. They fucking always. Oh, they they them. hate the guy so much. Yeah, yeah that's where the the Battle Hawks. Without Stamp Kroenke, though, there would be no Battle Hawks. Think that's about why, that. That's why I don't hate him. <laughs> well, who was that woman that moved the the Rams to St. Georgia Lewis? Frontier? Yeah, Georgia Frontier. That jerk. By the way, I know too much about her. Her daughter used to date Tommy Lee when they were in high school. Fun what fact. The fuck? Oh my. Was he Tommy Tommy Lee at that point or was he just No, nah, he was ball? skinny bony Tommy Lee trying to get Vince Neil to be in his band. It's in the greatest book ever written dirt. Well, he was like one of my first girlfriends was Georgia Frontier's uh daughter. That's funny. Oh. I wonder if he hollowed her out too. Probably. <laughs> I saw I ran into Brittany, his wife. We did it. I've known her for years. We did a show together, my first show back. She was on it, and it was cool. I was hoping Tommy was going to be there. I Where's wanted Tommy? to get. I would. I'd be like me and him, like two guys with big dicks hanging out. Yeah, you guys could have a cock battle. Yeah, we could go swing on your uh, dicks chat, at each we could other. Go on Chatterbait, make a lot of money. You probably right. could. Let's yeah. get this. Let's do it. By the way, next week, should I get Dan back on? Whenever you want, man. Just uh, just I'll give us a little up. heads up. I think also we're... try to get Stu Stone. Yeah, whatever whatever you got, just let us know, yeah. you know, and uh, we'll do it. That sounds fun. Dan was great last time. I've already got, was... I, like, I'm almost wondering if we should wait till the end because I, I, I get questions after watching each episode that I'm like, yeah, I oh, know. I want to ask him this and that. You know? <laughs> well, he's keeping his lip tight, but he, I've read articles and everybody's talking about the Marty Jannetty episode, which is going to be the last one. is going to blow people's minds. I can't wait. I can't yeah, fucking worry. wait. Yeah. It's like, I want to rewatch these. Cause yeah. Cause there's, there's just certain stuff where I'm like, one thing I noticed about this episode is they, they included some of the directors like laughing at Jim Cornette, yeah. which yeah. I don't think they've done before. No. But, which is funny because Cornette makes me laugh almost every time he opens. Yeah, he's a funny show. guy. Um, what was I gonna uh, say? Yeah, it, it's I watch it about four or five times a week, uh, because I don't want to miss anything. So well, I watch it. Yeah. Oh, well, you yeah. watch the same episode four times? Yeah. I respect that, Maddie. That is, I respect that too. It's a lot. Of I, mean, I probably watched uh, the the uh, Dynamite Kid one maybe ten. I've watched the Brian Pillman like 15, New Jack probably 30. 
Nice. <laughs> oh, Herb Abrams, maybe a hundred. Maddie, you're a dedicated fan. Yeah, you are. They appreciate that. So this week's Dark Side of the Ring, Magnum TA, Magnum Tits and Ass. I <laughs> love love the name. Yeah, well, it uh, stands for Terry Allen, who a lot of people probably don't know because he was a rising star in the NWA, which was mm-hmm. sort of the last great rival before Ted Turner bought them um, to the WWE. Uh, and Terry Allen, Magnum TA, because he looked like Tom Selleck, uh, was going to be the next big thing. And then tragedy struck. So Terry Allen was a basically a state wrestling champ, and then he was a bouncer at a bar in Virginia where a lot of the uh, Carolina Carolina wrestling guys would go. Mm-hmm. And he was discovered by a man named Buzz Sawyer. Have you ever heard of Buzz Sawyer? I didn't no. know. So this is but what he ripped him off, Jim, right? Well, this is what Jim Cornette. We'll get to that in a minute. Jim Cornette yep. said this about describing Buzz Sawyer. Buzz Sawyer was one of the most talented in-ring performers in the history of wrestling and was one of the most obnoxious, crooked, surly, and discontented son of a bitches in the world outside of it. Yep. Sounds like he's describing Shawn Michaels. He Buzz was just trying. Yeah. So it was, yeah, I know it's pretty funny that. Uh... <laughs> so anyway, so Buzz Sawyer was uh, talking to him. He's like, hey, man, I can get you into wrestling. No problem. You got the build and everything. I just... You just need $10,000 for a wrestling license. <laughs> and he, he, he went to uh, uh, Terry Allen's parents' home and described it to him and everything. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get you going. You got everything. You got the goods for it. We'll just uh, get you going. Of course, there was no fucking $10,000 wrestling license. At most, these things cost five to $25 if a state even requires one. Here's another, uh, here's a follow-up from uh, from Jim Cornette about Buzz. Buzz was just trying to bilk an aspiring young man out of some money and saw where he could get it. He was an asshole. They were getting <laughs> What a douche. Douche. Yeah. What a, what a douche this Buzz. So anyways, just... the, the, I, the, the best part I loved is that he then tracks down Buzz well, yeah, 10 all grand the way across the country back then. All the way across the country. Yeah, ten thousand dollars is like a hundred thousand like, dollars back. Yeah, then. that's yeah. a lot of money. It was nuts. And and so Buzz was in Virginia. He tracks he tracks Buzz Sawyer all the way down in Oregon, knocks right on his fucking door. Yeah. And Buzz is like, I don't know what he told him, but next thing you know, he's training him for two hours and he thinks he's just <laughs> what a lot of these people used to do when people wanted to go into wrestling, they would go, Okay, I'll take you under my wing. They would work them out for a couple hours and most people would quit. Yeah, but um, Magnum TA wanted he wanted to keep going. And the next day they let him wrestle Buzz on TV. So That's awesome. It worked out yeah. just like that. Um, and he did so well on this that uh, he uh, Dusty Rhodes call him. He was a promoter in in a, an outfit in Florida and he <laughs> went and trained under Dusty. Um, and I mean, the thing being, about him too is yeah. he's he's more skilled than Hogan. And he's around the time of Hogan. So the way they put it is like, potentially we're looking at, you know, a rival to Hogan. If he ever goes to WWF, he can yeah. take Hogan's spot. They hyped him up as like, this is the next big baby face. 
Yeah, he was he was definitely going to be big. I don't know if he was going to be as big as Hogan was a massive man. Yeah. He was like 6'6". Six, six and, the, you know, I think the big thing with things in the 80s is Americans just wanted power. Mass. They wanted mass. Yeah, they wanted well, mass. Vince, yeah, Vince was all about size. Right. They wanted and power. And, and Magnum TA was a, a, a built guy. specimen for sure, but he was didn't look completely roided up like a lot no, of like ultimate warrior Hogan. right right it was funny though america was just obsessed with power and mass back then as of now they're into more athleticism and creativity but well uh, you certain kind of creativity yeah well if you not the good creativity what are you talking what what are you talking and wrestling absolutely not well, I would think in sports in general, they they like. I mean, like someone like a Jokic, who's not even really athletic, well, but very creative. Re- I'm just talking about wrestling because I feel like yes, the wrestlers are technically better in the ring, uh-huh. but I think they're boring. I think the matches are garbage. I think even watching like a Hogan versus a King Kong Bundy, it's more of the storytelling. Sure, and they're doing like theatrics as opposed to today. It's just like. Even Cornell will say it's, it's more it's, acrobatics. Yeah, it's all acrobats doing cool stunts, and and that was never what wrestling was supposed to be. Yeah. So, anyways, he's down there in Florida working with Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes. Dream. And, uh, and dream. it was funny because Andre the Giant was the one who actually gave him the moniker Magnum TA. Look like. Magnum PI. Call yourself And. So then it was funny. So he got the name and then he tried out all these. It was, I love that sequence where he's trying out all these different like sort of outfits and monikers. Like he's going to be a cowboy and then he's going to be, you know, a, a suit guy. And then he finally like got, buys a Harley in a leather jacket. And that was it. That's like, that's his character going forward. And after that, it was just his star just totally took off. He was called in by Jim Crockett promotions, which was the NW? I was a little unclear on all these promotions and how they all work together. Do you, did you understand the umbrella? Yeah, well, they're Maybe. kind of territories that had to kind of merge because of how strong the WWF was. Mm-hmm. So, I think what they were trying to say in it was that they had to sell it to Ted Turner, the former WCW. But if Magnum TA didn't, what happened to him right. happened to him they could keep this territory going strong. Yeah. So basically it was WWE and everywhere else around the country was what the old school territory still. Yeah. Um, And NWA was like the largest outfit of it all. Uh, That was the Jim Crockett. I used to watch NWA all the time. They would broadcast old shows on, uh, on TNT or uh, whatever the other Ted Turner network was at the time. Um, TBS. TBS. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it. So, um yes but i don't remember magnum ta but yeah he was he was i grew up in the northeast so i was so like i just assumed that wwf was the major leagues and everything Mm -hmm. was underneath it right so i never really got into like i just even like as a like a seven or eight year old kid i was like well rick flair is not the real deal because you know he's not in the wwf he's in the minor leagues Right, I, I was kind of like, yeah. like that and the way territories too, were all before my time. I got I yeah. got really into it though because it would yeah. play every day after school. They had all this 
they had so much material. I would play every day after school for me. So I got to see a lot of these Yeah, my, my, my tall was different because I was in the Northeast. So it was like right. you had Saturday morning was WWF, like wrestling challenge spotlight. USA on Sunday had All-American Wrestling, which was a WWF show. And then Monday night was one of my favorite shows before Raw was primetime wrestling with the great Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. And you should all go watch Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon in action together. It is incredible comedy. The two of them are absolutely brilliant together. Yes, I will vouch for that too. Um, so he's in Jim Crock. He's in NWA. And everything's taken off for him. Of course, he starts nailing groupies as you do. Yeah. Um, and he did a best of seven series with Nikita Koloff, uh, who was playing the, the, you know, the, the, the scary Russian, Russian guy. Yeah. And this was funny is like, I don't remember this, but then like, so they went, they went back to back or like they would, they did all these matches. And then like Koloff was up three Oh on him, you know, he's like the Celtic. And then Magnum TA is like the Celtic storming back to tie it up three, three. And then Koloff just beats him in the final. <laughs> Even though he was the baby, uh, it was, like was a baby face. Right. Yeah. It was the Celtics versus the heat all over again. Yeah. Uh, and basically at this point he was going to, he had met with the people and he was going to be the next champ. It looked like he was going to, you know, fight yep. the winner of, um, of uh, Rick Flair and dusty Rhodes at that time. Um, and on his way back from a match on a road, he had driven down a thousand times. He was in his Porsche nine eleven and, hydroplanes during a, a rainstorm hits a pole and that was it, it you was know over when i was uh thinking today i was like was there anything that similar comes to my mind the only thing similar that comes to my mind is Derek thomas was a great pass rusher on the chiefs oh yeah i would say top 10 uh pass rusher in the nfl of all time and still playing he got in a car accident was in the hospital, was kind of paralyzed, and he died like maybe a month later. And I felt like he just died because, you know, he had probably five, six seasons left. And I yeah. don't think like without football, there was much quality of life. But it, it, it was the very rarely do we see guys in their prime getting car accidents. And then, they, well, Bobby Hurley was another one. Um, he was never the same. He played a little after that, but he couldn't, you know, he never, he didn't, he lost it. Yeah. I mean, it's tragic. Well, it's so crazy. much can happen in a car crash that just fucks oh, yeah. up your entire body. Absolutely. Your, your, your life is it's completely done. altered and it's, it sucks because he was, we probably all know who the Magnum TA was. If this didn't happen for sure. Like, yeah, he would be a wrestling legend. it's a tragedy. Uh, oh, He's I, a sexy sorry, man. I, is what I he forgot is. to play Very another sexy. I forgot to play another cornet clip. Speaking of oh, sexy, cool. uh, yeah. back when he was nailing all of his groupies. They were getting the motel key and panty treatment every night. It was insane. They had more sex on the way to the ring than I've had in my life. <laughs> can you believe that? <laughs> yes, I yes. Can. You think Jim yes, Cornette has had sex? Well, he's been married twice. And uh, I was listening to Bruce Pritchard uh -huh. talk about his bachelor party. What do you think they were watching at his bachelor party? Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. They found these, he had these wrestling tapes. It was like maybe in the 80s and he had like VHS and he's like, it was like six of us 
sitting around watching wrestling. And I of was course like, it was. And he was like, peace out. I'm out of here. Like, this is, this is not a fucking bachelor party. <laughs> so he was uh, basically blew up on one of his vertebrae in the accident. They said he would never walk again. Yeah. Um, and and this was before the this was funny, too, because this was before the Internet. This is when uh, wrestling still had to keep up its kayfabe, as they say, the. Uh, yeah illusion of it so a lot of his friends that were heels couldn't visit him in the hospital so they like snuck them all in rick flair and all them at night um under the guise of darkness and to see him there and then he like all the fans welcomed him back and he was uh, a commentator for a while and then he uh while he was half paralyzed still found a way to cheat cheat on his wife again and uh that's a that's a pro move. That takes right. a real yeah. effort. I'm like, that's like, uh, I mean, the king of that was Stephen Hawking. Well, plus who, uh, also like, dude, like, yeah, I get it. You cheated on your wife when you were Mister Magnum TA wearing a little red speedo, right, with yeah. your mustache. But she probably bathed you. She probably wiped your ass, and you're gonna cheat on her now. Come on. Well, that's like, yeah, it's one thing if it's like in your face every night, and you just can't say no one night, but yeah. it's. Another thing, like if it's not in your face and you're going out seeking it, and <laughs> also this oh, woman yeah. stuck with him when he was like a vegetable, so it's right. like you yeah. gotta be like, hey, this woman wiped my ass. This one, mm-hmm. like I've been through surgeries, so I I never had a woman to wipe my ass. I mean, I've never. Well, like you know, the people that take care of you, you're you're forever grateful towards them, and uh, it's a weird move to like not even think about like maybe that'd be really awful to do that to him yeah right. it was funny his wife was just so like i talk like this and he's yeah so she was so kind of passive it was kind of weird to yeah it was watch bizarre. her yeah she's kind of strange but anyway so magnum ta uh he found a way to like walk again and 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 move around and he's since yeah, this, found love a new career and is, is very was this really dark was this a dark one or was this just a tragic one this was just a one of one of the sides of the ring yeah <laughs> i don't know if it was yeah. that dark it was like it was a compared to all the other ones oh yeah just this slow dive into yeah. hell for these guys this is I like where their lives like, he got apart. he got injured like in a non-drug way yeah and you know like he you didn't know, even I'm get glad. addicted to drugs afterwards no you know, i'm glad did, yeah. though did you ever see that match when razor Ramon was so drunk that he's in a wheelchair yeah and he's like beating guys up and you just you're like this is so sad because it's mocking wrestling in a sense because you know he can't hurt a fly. I'm so right. glad they didn't do a bit with Magnum TA where he comes out and like like you know, like Ric Flair like is like, Oh, you're in a wheelchair, or whatever. And then he like hits him and right, you know, it's like look at him, he still got it. I'm so glad they didn't do anything stupid like that. Uh-huh. Oh, that would have been gross. <laughs> and great. Yeah, they yeah. probably would have today. They just back then it was like it would make a mockery of the business or now nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. This one, this, this episode was almost inspirational because the guy like overcame his, yeah, his yeah. problems and went and had and a was, great life and he found scary. love again. Was that, was that Arn Anderson's wife that he married? Wasn't I'm that? I'm not sure, but I, I, it was, it was good because usually when, people lose what their passion is and what they love to do. They're, 
they're just never the same. And he was able to find joy in life and he's still alive and he's still finding joy in life. Yeah. That's, um, there's always hope. He's on Chatterbay now. As everyone should be. Trolling women. If I ever visit you, Jim, we will do Chatterbay. Deal. I, I will show you the joys of it. Deal, Maddie. Who is this? Yes, this is... Uh... Yeah, his wife is somebody else. Like, she is married. Well, she those guys married. are always like Deborah McMichael when I was Austin. They, yes. They're always she was, No, she was, she was married to Tully Blanchard. Yeah. Okay. I think... I think wasn't Tully one of the four horsemen or something like that? Like, or, well, they uh, yeah, they Tully Blanchard, Dean Malenko, Brian yeah, Pillman. Yeah. They mixed it around. Yeah, yeah. Always, was, I think Flair and Art Anderson were always like the main guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was I was wondering because I thought I recognized that name somewhere. But anyway, so good for for Magnum for picking himself up by the bootstraps and making a good life out of uh, something that could have been tragic. I think this week, what I saw, I don't know much about it either. It's like a the Graham family. It looks pretty dark. Like superstar Billy Graham? No, somebody else. I could be wrong by the name, but I'm not like, you know, JYD, Adrian Adonis. I know more about even Marty Jannetty. So it'll be fun to watch this, this one. Is a, this is an educational it. time for you. Yeah, and I watch him. Sides. I study him. I, and one of the worst things about losing direct TV is I had them all taped, and now I lost them all. So I gotta like, I might figure out Vice. You what, can buy. What 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 is your what is your brother-in-law use for? Uh, well, we switched to cable. YouTube because. Oh, you both have YouTube. They, okay. I mean, it's it's all about the NFL. Right. Like direct TV is useless without the NFL. It's so expensive. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I use my uh, my mother in law's cable login to yeah. view Vice TV. I get my company that I work for full free. How do you? I yeah. I get yeah. I get free internet and cable. Well, this is a really good season. It's it's been good so far. I mean the I mean the whole the sunny one was great. Oh, that one was. They, they went easy on her though. They went real easy on her. I wouldn't go easy on her. Yeah. Even now. Even now, Maddie, you want Jim, that shit sunny Jim, side up? Will you please write her in jail and become a pen, and then we can read the letters together on air. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. She'd probably Dear have sex with you, Tammy Lynn. I'm working hard, laying cable all day. That's what you do. Right? By the way, the night not as hard as I'd want to work yeah. you. Yeah, the nights are up six to one going into the third period. So, is this the most eight. lopsided scoring in a? No, there's been games like this. I remember. Yeah, when but the they, their first beat, game was like this. Ugh, yeah, when yeah. the Celtics beat the Lakers in 2008, I remember they won the last game like by 40 points or something. Yeah, but that's uh, I don't <sighs> know. But there's been two games like this. Look, I hockey know, is like rare. You see these. I'm looking outside because they're showing outside the arena, and I know exactly where the T-Mobile Arena is. There's thousands of people outside. I just I just pray because Vegas is. You know, they had the shooting, which is awful. They've never, like, experienced something like this. And there's some crazy motherfuckers in Vegas. And they'll find any reason to go nuts. So Man, I just you pray everybody's Are a safe. mass shooting right now on this lighthearted <laughs> sports it, program? I, I, I know, but it's like nine people were shot in, what, Denver last night? 
10. 10. But that probably had nothing to do with the game. No, but it's like you're, you you want to celebrate as a city, and then now it's like, well, now it's dampened. Nah, nah. Enjoy. Enjoy. Oh, oh, all right. Vegas, be safe tonight. All right, guys. Any uh, Anything else you want to add this week? USFL playoffs. Yeah. We'll get to oh, it next yeah. week. Where are they at? Where are they at in the playoffs, Jim? It's week ten. So uh, let me guess. Uh, Riley, what's the the coach of the New Jersey Generals? The Mike worst Riley. Football. Riley yeah. Cooper. They didn't make the playoffs this year, right? Actually, every team in the North is alive for the playoffs. Oh, that's funny. No one's been confirmed in in the North. So whoever wins this week in the two games in the North, there those two teams are in the playoffs. And when do the playoffs start? Next week. And what is the word like as far as like, you know, the whole spring football league community? How are you guys holding up? How are you guys? Is it better than the XFL? It it seemed to go way faster as a season in the XFL. And I think in part because um, the XFL had some things going for it where like the seasons change during the XFL season because it starts in February. So you go from winter to like early spring to late spring. And then the XFL and USFL overlap for four weeks. There's a four week overlap. Sure. And And then. And then the USFL starts, and then now the CFL started too. So, like, the season just went really fast. It was really good. The parody was crazy, but also, similar to the XFL, the North yeah. Division is way worse than the South Division. Yeah. No team no team from the USFL North Division has a winning record. No, well, they gotta, no team. They gotta, I mean, we argue about this, but just get rid of the divisions. That's what I'm saying. If you're, if you're going to, like, yeah, just get rid of divisions yeah. probably. Well, I'll tell you what, the Big Ten is getting rid of the divisions, and people brought this up. Like, if Michigan still continues to play Ohio State at the end of the season, you could literally see them at back to back, back to back, because at the end of the season and then in the Big Ten championship, and then potentially even in the playoffs. Oh, they could play like three times in a row, potentially. Yeah, it's, it's insane. So I don't know. On some level, I think divisions help curb that kind of shit well i think so like you just have to take it per like what's going on i feel like divisions in a league that only has eight teams probably you don't need yeah um but something like the big 10 yeah probably get division but we'll see that's a story for another. also the xfl lost 60 million dollars this year in year one how much six zero wow but a lot of companies do that. Though. Yeah, a lot of companies. People were like freaking out over it. And How then, many years are they going to make another year? They got funding for four years, Maddie. Damn. Four more years. Four more years. I just Damn don't know right. How you can? I just don't. It's just so hard because yeah, there are people like you know they have that first. I mean, I know you're a lifer, so you're not the one to t- to talk about with this. But I can I can look at it semi objectively. Yeah. So people like after the Super Bowl, they have this football hangover. So right away they want football because they miss it. And then uh, they're like, okay, we're going to get into March Madness. And then we're going to get into NHL playoffs and NBA playoffs. And it's just like when that shit just takes over, you know, people forget. And then they start getting ready for like, you know, the preseason, in the NFL, and college football, and it, it it just gets lost by the wayside. But the quality of football is great. I think they just need to do better. I think both leagues need to do better marketing. Well, the hard part about it is there's so much football. Like, 
it consumes my life from September to February, where I'm watching maybe three, four times a week intently. And then when it's over, it's like, I love football, but I need a break. Well, no, no. Here's what needs to happen. The XFL needs to hire Alex Stein to ambush Josh Gordon at uh, the liquor store. And (laughs) then they'll get some traction and then people will tune in. There you go. Alex Stein, sideline reporter. That'd be amazing if the WNBA ratings went up like 30% after his stunt. I mean, that'd be like the great, I mean, he, I would give him credit. Alex, you think Alex Stein saved the WNBA? Maybe. (laughs) There's a chance. It was one of the weirdest things ever. I've never seen anything like that at the airport. I can't even like watch his videos. I almost have to turn my face while I'm listening to it because the cringe is so hard. It's very strong. It's oh like watching God. uncut gems because it's like, oh it's yeah. So, well, it's, it's, so it's like a real life curb your enthusiasm and you're yeah. like, oh God, just make it stop. Oh my and when he's like, and then when he's like talking to the security guard and then the security guard kind of feels it, it just like, it gets like, you're just like, oh my God, this is going to be like, it's going to end really bad. Like he's pushing it. He he doesn't stop. He's so committed. Primetime 69. He got Commit to the too. bit. Commit I mean, he bit. went into Barstool. That was pretty wild. <laughs> it's funny because they called him a right-wing provocateur. And then like most of the people they named him harassing were right-wing people like Ted Cruz and Dan Crenshaw and Dave Portnoy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, the, the Dan, have you ever seen the Dan Crenshaw videos oh, where he's just walking with Dan? He's just like Alex, come on, yeah. stop. <laughs> he's like Alex, like he wants to beat the shit out of him so bad, and he's just like, don't do it, hold back, hold back. He's not worth it. He's not worth it. Meanwhile, Alex is just. So what's up, globalist? What do you? T- <laughs> well, there's times I actually like. I'm like Alex, what are you doing, dude? Like, <laughs> he, he lost me a little. Like these. 18-year-old girls were, like, protesting against abortion, and he was, like, telling them they're going to go to hell or something. I'm like, come on. They're, they're just kids. Like, if you're 18 and you're you you're for abortion, it's like, that's, like, right on spot. Like, leave them alone. Like, they go, I'd rather have them go after Dan Crenshaw or AOC, like, you know. Go after, like, celebrities, yeah. yeah exactly. Like, don't go after, like, 18 Yeah, don't be like Steven Crowder going after no college knuckleheads yeah go after the big boys all right guys that's gonna do it for us thank you everybody so much for tuning in for another edition of the sports hole we'll see you next week bye-bye bye-bye